The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Productions, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tolano. Uh, good evening and welcome back to Streetwise. Today we're going to be discussing a really important issue that's going to surface this coming election day. It affects every civil servant in the state of New York. By the way, it's going to affect you too if you're married or your loved one, your children, wife, husband, whatever, is a civil servant in every single title in the state of New York. Uh, when, when it was, uh, I guess put into a clause in 1894, but I, I know there was discussion uh, before that, and my guests will uh, talk about that, uh, it's called the Constitutional Convention. It was actually known as the Forever Clause or Forever Law. As they say, nothing is forever. But let me just touch on it, and I'll, then I'll introduce my guests, one on the line and one in the studio. Article V, Section 8 of the State of New York Constitutional Convention Clause or Law, known as the Forever Law in the State of New York, 1894. It states that membership in a civil servant pension system shall not be dismissed or impaired. Guess what? It's coming up this election day, and it may be, hopefully not dismissed or or impaired. My guest on the line, let me tell you about him. Number one, he's a retired NYPD, New York City Police Department uh, lieutenant. He's an expert in pension system, legislative bills, lobbying, uh, uh, collective bargaining. I could keep going. Many of the law enforcement organizations seek his input. He's on the line calling in. I want to introduce him first. On the line is uh, retired Detective Gene Lowy. Gene, welcome to Streetwise. Well, thank you for the invite. It's my pleasure to be able to participate in so important an issue. Right. I just want to introduce the guest sitting in front of me. You know him as well. A member of your organization, by the way, I want to mention that you are the chairperson of the largest uh, police membership, the uh, 1013. It's called 1013. Uh, and I'm it's my pleasure to be a member of it, and my guest sitting in front of me, uh, a former sergeant in uh, New York City as well. He's also active in uh, many police and religious organizations, and I could see active in a lot of pizza joints as well. <laughs> so, uh, Larry Lombardo, welcome to Streetwise, too. Chief, I appreciate that. I'm not sure which pizzeria I'm the better at, but I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Gene, how you doing? Gene, that's Larry saying how you doing to you, Gene. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. We know you had you had uh, some little surgery recently. Yeah, I had a left knee uh, replacement, which mm. is you know a painful, long, drawn out process. But I'm on the road to recovery, okay. and I'm doing rehab and whatever, and uh, getting back into action. So uh, my travel. Uh, has been somewhat restricted the past couple of weeks, but I'm uh, ready to resume <laughs> all my activities uh, in a few days. Well, you're ready to rock and roll. Now, uh, okay, Constitutional Convention, I mentioned, it affects uh, 
every civil servant in the state of New York. Uh, in English, in plain English, layman's English, what does that exactly uh, mean? Well, you know, uh, every 20 years, uh, the way the, the legislation and laws are set up in the state of New York, uh, it calls for the voters to decide whether or not they want to have a constitutional convention which would allow them to make changes in the New York State Constitution. And over the, the past uh, 100 years or so, in most instances, uh, it has been voted negatively because there are a, a lot of drawbacks to the Constitutional Convention. Not only would it jeopardize the uh, sanctity of all of the civil service pensions in the state of New York, it could also affect the uh, claiming of, of uh, wetlands and forestry mm. for, for uh, general use by, by the state. It also could jeopardize the guarantee of free education up to and including junior, uh, elementary, junior, and high school at no cost to any resident in the state of New York, which hasn't even been mentioned in some of uh, the, the uh, publicity going around. So it, it, it has some very important implications in addition to the primary one which we're concerned with, which is uh, putting uh, pensions on the table for discussion. And uh, uh, therefore, uh, all of our, our unions, all of our retirees should be actively opposed uh, to voting for a constitutional convention. One of the things that kind of disturbs me is I've been advised that on the voting ballot, instead of the vote being published on the front page of the voting ballot, it requires the voter to turn over the ballot mm. and vote yes or no on the back of the ballot sheet uh, as to whether or not they're in favor of having a of the state having a constitutional convention. So uh, what I'm afraid of is that a lot of our retirees are not going to turn over the ballot and cast their negative vote. Now, so we have to get the message out there to actually t uh, to vote no, correct, in regard to the in regard to that con constitutional convention. <clears throat> Uh, that is correct, Lord. Don't know. Now, so we have to advise people, uh, friends and everybody, uh, to train the ballot over, like you said. Now, do you have any idea why that, do you know, uh, Jane, why that happened, why it's on the back? I, I have no idea who's in charge of constructing the, the, uh, uh, or printing the mm. ballots and, uh, and at this stage in, in this, uh, coming election, of course, it will be too late to change anything. Wow. So mm. it's important that we get the word out, turn over the ballot and vote no. Vote no. Now, i, I got to ask you this. Uh, you and I have been around quite a while. I, I, could I mention what year that you became a police officer? 
Can I, you know, I'll leave I, it up to you. I mean, when I came on the job. Correct, as I they came say. On, I, I came on the job July 1st, 1948. Wow. Okay. 1948. <laughs> well, well, I've been in this business. Yes. Uh, quite a long time. I, I know. God bless you. And my guest in front of me wasn't even born. Twelve years before I was born. Imagine that. Larry Lombardo, sergeant. We wasn't even born. He came to uh, 20. He wanted a job uh, one dozen years and then when he was in diapers. And now, <laughs> and he wanted to be a sergeant. Now, okay. Now, uh, you know, what when I say we're both around quite a while, because I'm around uh, not as long as you, but I, I did come on the job many years ago. Uh, but why does it seem now... So important. Uh, I, don't, I can't recall 20 years ago, 40 years ago, and I'm going to say 60 years ago, but thinking about it, of course, having friends and family in civil service, why now does it seem uh, that it became, a, a, how do I say it's a, a delicate or serious issue? Well, uh, be- because there have been some attempts in the past with, uh, to bypass the legislation and make some changes in the methods of funding the pensions around the state. Mm. In fact, a former governor decided some years ago that uh, the municipalities uh, had put enough money in their various pensions so they could forego, including the state of New York, they could forego making their annual 3% contribution uh-huh. to the pension system. And uh, fortunately, uh, a very large union in the state of New York, uh, the CSEA, Civil Service Employees Association, right. went to court on the basis that it was a violation of the Constitution. They actually didn't make the con- the contributions that were legally required and the court ruled in favor of of the state union, and the, they were forced to to make uh, the payments that they had locked, whatever, to re uh, uh, reinsure the stability mm. of the pension system. So, you know, there have been attempts to bypass the sanctity. Well. Of the pensions. Wow, and I, I got to ask Larry Lombardo, who's sitting in, in front of me. Uh, he's got the. He's actually the beginning of it. When did it actually start? The uh, I said eighteen. That's in New York, eighteen ninety four. But I think a couple of years before that, a group of uh, civil servants. There were only eighteen forty six. There were only twenty thousand uh-huh. state employees. But anyway. Uh, you're telling me it goes back to the 1700s. 1777 in Kingston was the first constitutional convention. Wow. That's something. Um, I want to throw another spin on what Gene said. Yes. A a lot of traction is coming to the constitutional convention because people have, and there are some people who are nearsighted, there's an anti-cop atmosphere. A lot of people believe that this is a vote against police. This is not a vote against police. This is the Constitutional Convention. Anyone in New York State with a public pension, TA, housing, court, sanitation, correction, PD, uh, you name it, if if they get a New York State public pension, they are affected. Mm. We have a pension guarantee, am I correct, uh, Gene? A pension guarantee in the Constitution that protects our pension. Now, 
the one I'm hearing mm-hmm. is they're saying, well, they're not going to go there, whatever. Once you open that door and you allow them to come in, everything is fair game. Everything and not Constitution. When they meet in 2000, I guess 19 or 819 is fair game. They could take away pension, collective bargaining, mm. uh, prohibit um, as far as pensions, um, free education, union collective bargaining, and right. also social service benefits, right. social welfare. Right. Everything is open once that convention is open. You'll have all these delegates, and they start handpicking, and they start doing what they want to do. Then, again, that's just part one. Right. Then it comes out the following year to the taxpayers, and they get to vote on their revisions if they want or not. Okay. Now, uh, uh, Jay, well, how come now, you, you know, like what Larry Lombardo just said, uh, Jane Lowy on the line, he, uh, uh, it, they don't specify the peripheral uh, issues like you mentioned, trees and forests and things like that, which I'm a little aware of. It's not only civil service employees. It affects even people not in the uh, – and the civil service uh, realm uh, has to do with, with landscaping or property and things like that. Why isn't that not mentioned, these other other issues that is a concern in it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, and, and the big issue, as I just mentioned earlier, right. is the guarantee that the state must fund the education of yes. children up Edu- to and including uh, high school. Mm. Uh, and And... Uh, they go so far as, as, you know, the state of New York reimburses the localities for the attendance. That's why they have, uh, you know, monitor the attendance of the truancy squad, yes. whatever, uh, so that the localities are uh, guaranteed they're getting the right uh, uh, reimbursement from the state for educating these children. You know, mm. so uh, uh, I'm somewhat surprised that there's not more talk about uh, protecting the guarantee of education up to uh, including the uh, high school level. Well, maybe because Larry just said there were some groups that want to have you perceive that it's just a police uh, concern, and that's why we have to get it out there. It's uh, Everyone who works for government, it's a concern and education, which we, every politician talks about education, education, education. Well, get off your butt, and this is important. I have to ask you, Larry Lombardo and Gene Lowy, this is a, I gotta ask you this question, God forbid, what happens if there is a vote yes? What happens to all of us, I have to say? Well, there's a whole procedure that has to be followed. In other words, they they have to uh, appoint delegates to uh, make this decision. And uh, how the process of appointing the delegates becomes an open uh, uh, enrollment. And uh, even legislators are allowed to apply for designation as as delegates to the mm. convention, and it requires the the uh, aspiring individuals that that want to be a delegate to have to create a uh, petition and get uh, a, a minimum amount of certain names, and uh, the the whole process of who is going to be making this decision is very fraught with 
with uh, all kinds of interference by various lobbying groups, mm. by various uh, politically influential groups. So uh, the fact that that we as civil servants uh, would have to take a course of action to try to get enough uh, authorized delegates to represent our point of view, which would be a tremendous expensive task, mm. self-funded, not reimbursed, but but the, the delegates once selected, of course, would be given a stipend for their participation. But uh, of course, it, it would it certainly wouldn't cover the expense to achieve that level. Hmm. They would be paid seventy nine thousand five hundred dollars assembly salaries. Now, who's they, uh, Larry and uh, they, they are, Jane? When the, when the vote comes in, there are two hundred and four delegates, three from each of the Senate's sixty three districts plus fifteen statewide. Hmm. So you put these people in; they make seventy nine thousand five hundred dollars for their time as delegates. Right. What happens is, um, if we vote yes, then. The vote on 2000, we'll send delegates, I guess, at 2018, you'll vote for your delegates. Mm. After that, they will meet April 2019, convene, come up with a package, and put it out to the taxpayers the following November, which would be 2020, I believe. For them right. to vote? Right. So if they say, well, we're going to take our pension guarantee, and um, back in 1967, the Blaine Amendment took out yes. funding Catholic education through uh, public taxes. They took that out. Again, the simplest thing I can tell everyone who's listening to Gene, the chief, and myself, turn the ballot over, vote no, do not give them a chance to touch any of your benefits, your collective bargaining, your pension. Do not give them that take away your golden parachute, as we discussed. Yeah. Now, you know, you, so now they took away, uh, because the, the Catholic was organization was... Uh, I was the vision that it was a, a private organization and it's public funds. I think that was the reason back in '67, right? So they were, you know, they it was yet yet uh, religious organizations yet not for profit. So it was a little, uh, I don't know, double standard there. Right. So, but anyway, uh, now Jane Lowy and, and, and Larry Lombardo. Who I hate to say this, but who the hell would benefit? Uh, from a yes vote. Anybody out there that would benefit from this, Gene or, or Larry? Who, you know. Well, the only thing I can think of, Gene, maybe the seventy-nine grand that they're going to get. Well, if the people who vote this in are people who, of course, are not public servants. Yes. Who can turn around and say, "Well, why are you making this kind of a pension when they're sitting home, maybe getting a four hundred one k or getting other uh-huh. benefits? You know, self-employed or working privately." Right. We all took the job. With the understanding that, of course, we'll be paid. And the city, Gene, um, Gene and uh, Chief, you know, we don't make the same out here. We make a lot less. From the city, yeah. But, but we get to build up you know, pension to a certain level, but we're promised to take care of our families when we leave. Good point. Like Gene said ago, uh, Gene Lowy said ago, we, so what happens, Gene, or Larry, did that, when we accepted the job, what happened to our pension guarantee then? Well, let me make... Uh, an important uh, point that actually occurred during these past recent years uh, due to the terrible economy. There are several states, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Michigan, that do not have the constitutional pension protection in those states. Mm. 
and and the already retired civil service employees in those states received a, a remarkable reduction in their pension payments being received during this last recession, mm. only because they don't have the similar constitutional protection that we enjoy in this state. Okay. You know, so, that is that mm. is a living example of what can happen. You know, when you when you go into civil service, really no one explains that to you. Correct, Larry? And no, that's correct. You don't know about this, right? And because some, I believe, I think yeah. Gene was saying is that those who already retired, like Detroit, like some of the civil service, they had to save their pension system and they took a reduction. I'm not mm. sure it was 10 or 15. I'm not sure what it was. But once you start taking, and a perfect example, let's say an old school teacher makes 20000 a year. Right. Now you take 10% off the top. You're never going to see that again. It's not mm. once you take that guarantee and you take that yeah. reduction. I mean, right now, and I think Gene will tell you. Right now, we're lucky enough we have a caller. It's not the best of callers, right. but it's a caller. I was always told when I retired that your pension is fixed. That's it. Okay, so call up to our audience's cost of living uh, adjustment. Eighteen dollars a month adjustment. It's an adjustment exactly. that we get, like, exactly. it, but it's a few bucks. It's a few. It's a few dollars. That, that's that's probably all it is. Well, to, to go back but, about other unions, yes, mine, uh, uh, chief. Right. My next door neighbor, uh, Fire Lieutenant John LaBarber, We had a talk one day. I said, John, you know, don't forget the convention. You know, cause he goes, right. He goes, I've heard something. He goes, let me ask my father about that because his father is retired from sanitation right and this was back maybe april or may and to that time they still didn't know about it now in the last maybe three four months they've been getting the word out to their members right everyone with the sound of our voice whether you be um you're going to retiree meetings going to different um organizational meetings you need to bring it up we brought up at the columbia meeting last month Correct. you were there um it needs to be hit home when you get that ballot the first thing you do is turn around find the convention vote so let me stop another misnomer if you don't vote it's not a yes vote it just doesn't count as a vote so if you don't Good. vote it means it's just a dead vote it means nothing right so basically if you don't vote and someone comes in and votes yes that's a yes vote that Gets them one up. That counts. But v- vote no, make it count. Then turn it over and vote your, you know, candidates like a Bill Gaylor. I don't yes. need to pump his name, but Bill's a friend of mine. Right. You know, I'm just saying in general. Right. Then you vote your candidates. But the first order of business, turn the ballot over. <coughs> vote no. Vote, there's other. There's other things to all, to all the amendments. And then vote your candidates. Right, right, right. Uh, Jane, aside, uh, and are you being the, the head of the largest uh, membership police organization? I know, I know. Uh, at your meeting the other night, I guess it was last week, right? You discussed that, and you enlightened a lot of the members. You know, so hopefully they'll go out there and uh, you know and do what what we're doing here. I know? listen, Lou. I will tell you a, a personal story that really complements your radio station. And I'll tell you this. About 20 years ago, I was contacted by a New York radio station that was broadcasting in Manhattan on 40, I think it was 43rd Street or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the caller that the uh, emceed the radio talk show uh, told me he had heard about me and the 1013 and 
and he would I agree to an interview there, and uh, they would put it on the air. Well, I took the trouble to accept the invitation. I went down there. It was a raining, pouring day, got soaking mm. wet, went up to the studio, and we proceeded with a taped interview regarding our objects and our aims and our intentions and why we existed as the New York 1013 Association. Mm. And to, to, to not to delay it and, and, and bring it to a head, the key message I gave him, I said to the MC, let me put it to you personally. When you finish your term of employment with this radio station and they offer you a retirement package and you sit down and you analyze the retirement package, don't you believe that you have a reasonable expectation if you accept what's being offered that that would last you through your remaining retirement lifetime? Mm. And, of course, he said yes. Well, P.S., that was a taped interview. Apparently, the radio station didn't like the idea that I pointed out that they had to uh -huh. guarantee their pensions. <laughs> And it never went on the air. <laughs> well, listen, my engineer Brian, he's got to guarantee you his pension here at WGBB. <laughs> he's got, he's got, a, he's got a guarantee, so he's not going to, you know, he's. So we're not no concern here. And I got another guest that just snuck in the office. Uh, he's been here many times before. Uh, he's, he's actually the executive uh, vice president, of New York Veteran Police, he's sitting uh, next to Lobby Lombardo. Uh, I have to give him all the credits. Uh, Joe Franklin, producer, director for over three decades, and you know him very well, Gene, and also retired uh, NYPD. Just walked in so quiet, and uh, Larry made a remark. I didn't even see him. So anyway, that's <laughs> Richie, Richie Ornstein, welcome to Streetwise. Hey, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be with Larry, you, and Gene. Lowy is a legend in the police department. Yes, yes. There's no doubt about it. Gene is a very humble man. He does a fantastic job. He knows more about police work, and as you started out with uh, lobbying and everything going mm. on with the laws and rules, that the PBA, NYPD, when they have a problem, who do they go to? Right. Gene. Eugene Lowy. Right, yep. right, right. Very knowledgeable. I can see, you know, Richie just gave me another question. Uh, Gene, how, and I do know what Richie says, a lot of the organizations, police unions, by the way, uh, contact you. How did you... Uh, number one, why do you stick? We, you know, it's they say once you're blue, you're always blue forever. You know, and it's your blood is blue and stays blue forever. Now you, you know, I'm going to mention you came on a job in the late '40s. Now you you stuck with police work, uh, and and I know it's not an easy job because you we all know you never satisfy a cop no matter what you do. Uh, so, but uh, why why do you I sort of got into this organization? Uh, you, you know, to be so helpful to all of us, like Richie said, in, 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 the, in the police business. Well, I, you know, I, I feel that uh, we have a mission on this earth, and that is to, to show some accomplishment and something for your, your existence. Mm. On, and uh, it gives, gives me a great deal of satisfaction, the fact that, you know, I did over 38 years in the job, wow. 
and I got involved with unions early in my police career, and sometimes I was labeled a rebel because yes. I brought up issues that the unions weren't happy with. <laughs> That's my man. But, but I, I tell it like it is, <laughs> and uh, I, I get a great deal of satisfaction uh, uh, helping our wow. not only uh, retirees, but I get calls mm. from active members, right. and I get calls from widows, and sometimes the police widows you do. Uh, have a problem even yeah. years after their partner has passed away, mm. and they still call me, and I tell them what they wow. have to do. Gene, I need your help right now, because we've got to take a break. Could you, do you mind holding on for another 30 seconds? Uh, not a problem. Oh, beautiful. Hang on. Gene Laurie, Richie Ornstein, and Larry Lombardo in the studio. Come on back. This is WGBB AM 1240 and W240-DF-FM 95.9 Freeport, New York. Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's Replace 60, United Way, and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Because great things happen when we live united. Are you guys going to do that every time? Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The NLS Braille and Audio Reading Download Service gives patrons with visual impairments or physical limitations the freedom to read their way. BARD is this beautiful web-based program for searching for books and for the ability to download them. It's a great way to have a book with you without carrying a book. For information about the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped Library of Congress, visit loc.gov slash thatallmayread. Thank you. We're back. We're back uh, streetwise with my guest, Gene Lowe, expert on everything to do with uh, law enforcement. I believe in the civil service, because he's in, uh, like he's 38 years in, in, the, in NYPD. And Larry Lombardo, former sergeant in the city, uh, next to him. He keeps saying transit, but it's all one job, you know. Yeah, back then, he it wasn't. Saying, back then, don't count. It's, you worked you worked in the city of New York, you, you know, as a cop. What's the housing, good transit, you That's know, right. Port Authority, police, MTA. You know, cop is the cop is the cop, and and, and and Richie Richie did his thing down the village as a cop uh, and, t- and tactical and patrol I, force. TPF. But you know, the word is he <laughs> did his, Larry. The word is he did his thing in the village before he was a cop. Uh, that's the problem. I guess where he went. To, I guess he went to that famous you know, place. Uh, was it the Stonewall? I know. Stonewall, right? Okay. Yes, I Stonewall. <laughs> Richie, you wanted to ask Gene Lowy a, a question. Uh, well, I just wanted to mention that yes. you, you you're doing a great job. Everybody that's speaking, and you touched on something early in the broadcast. That people that really don't work for the city should really be concerned, even if they have no relatives. Just the idea, your kids go to school, naturally they have teachers, they can lose their pension. You have uh, friends that are cops in civil service. It doesn't have to be in your family. It could be anywhere, because even if you have no one in your family... You still have to see the cop on the street. You still have to see the fireman. You're going to have to. So, so it's important that you tell everyone to vote no. That's it. By the way, I got. I just got a text message. They says, "Who are you?" My name is Lou Tolano. Okay, just oh, I keep mentioning everybody else. Well, I never mention myself. Well, which brings up an interesting point. <laughs> okay, when you have the pension and you have a salary, right? You're getting the biggest, the brightest candidates for those positions. Yes. I mean, we 
we want civil service list, and we hope that we pass the medical, the psycho, well, the psycho, the psych, okay. um, you did all, good. The, all the different stuff. Yes. But if you don't have that safeguard of a pension yes. to take care of your family, you're going to walk on to the next Wall Street or right. business, make triple the money, put your money aside, and you're mm. ready to take care of your family. Absolutely. Like, speaking of guarantees, uh, Jane Lowy, you know, have you ever seen that this, uh, I, like, like, like I mentioned, I don't recall it, it being such a sensitive issue in all your years. Uh, this seems to be, for some reason, uh, a bigger concern than 20 years ago, or maybe 40. Well, well, I, I guess the the size of the pensions uh, has has caused some some uh, dissension mm. amongst the, the taxpayers to the extent what what they don't evaluate. Is the risk and the danger and and the hazards that uh, these individuals undergo to earn that? Of course, I've always felt that I could have earned a lot more money in in private industry and whatever. Not that I have such a big ego or whatever, but uh, I've done uh, very well throughout my life. Time uh, uh, passing tests and and right. uh, meeting uh, necessary criteria. In fact, at one time, I actually was a stockbroker. Mm. But I I uh, enjoyed the guarantee that I knew my pension was etched in stone. And as long as I fulfilled my my twenty years of faithful service. That was always behind me. It was, it was like being in the womb. I right. mean, uh, yes. And and it's a sacrifice that's made, and sometimes to the extent of of risking your life for that difference in comparison. So you know, uh, uh, when I was a stockbroker, I and some of the uh, associates I had said, you know. Uh, God, you would have been a multimillionaire, but who knows? You know, I'm satisfied with the end result, and I, I felt I made the right choice. Well, let me say this. There there were people in our business, if they were not here, how do I say this, you know, who would be, who would we, like, talking to for to get certain advice? Now, your name is around, Gene Lowy, head of the 1013, and Richie Orstein and, and Larry Lombardo have said a moment ago, uh, police organizations that rely on you. We've got a, a lot of heads of police unions uh, that weren't born when you became a cop, and now they're the head of police unions, so they rely on someone like you. You know, We're fortunate, right, Richie and Larry, to have someone like Gene Lowy? Absolutely. To, you know, He's to, got many more conventions to go. Make sure you know that. I, I know, Another I know 20 that. years he'll be here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. I hope I'm, behind, I'm, I hope I'm behind this microphone in 20 years to ask you the same question, Gene, you know, and uh, Larry and, and Richie. So well, he brings uh, up an interesting point. Yes. I mean, again, I'm only talking from the city because I worked in the city. Right. Of course, you got the cop on the subway station, the housing project, right. the city. You also have New York State correction officers, which is a very dangerous yes, job. Yes. But now take city. away take away that pension. No. You think you're going to get people lined up no. to take New York State correction, city correction? Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. tough job. Absolutely. That pension is a little bit of an enticer to say, I can take care of my family. I can live my life. I know there's something that – and if you get hurt in the line of duty, right. there is a pension there that helps protect you and your family – 
if you have an injury. Some people, like I said, I need knee replacement. You have people with back problems. Right. You have people who have been shot and stabbed. Correct. That pension means the world to them and their families. Right. And you, that goes any profession. I'm not I'm not saying just policemen, correction, right. courts, you know, sanitation, anything. I want to I quote uh, General, four-star general from Marine Corps, Kelly, and his son died in Iraq. Uh, and there's a little controversy about some right. some dumb congresswoman uh, made it a racial issue because he said to, to the to the widow, your your husband knew what he was getting into. Was it the son? Was it, was it the son? Is it the son? Son, the correct. son. Okay, all, all that was I, was very traumatic, terrible scene to see the wife over his coffin. Anyway, uh, but, but uh, that one was th- that was heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rich. But you see, Lou yeah. Delano. I want to make sure they oh, know okay. that. <laughs> Look at the Lou Delano. Lou, when cops come on the job. They're not thinking that much about pension at the time, Correct. unless they're married. You're a young guy in Correct. your 20s. You're thinking about dedicating your time and your life and your service to the public, to strangers. Everybody you're going to But you know what you're getting into, right? Like, of course, absolutely. Yes, know. You know what you're getting into, but you have a dedication. I remember during the time there was a strike where cops went on strike. Right. And when they went on strike, just for a few days, or maybe it was a week, I forget, mm-hmm. it's a long time ago, Guys that had 35 years on the job went out. Yes. Everybody went out, but they did one thing. They all came in in their plain clothes the next day, took a radio, Mm. and they still went to work without getting paid. It's a dedication, being a cop, a fireman, all these civil workers. It's an important thing to keep in mind. You you know, dedication. That's what Gene Lowy is, dedication. Absolutely. So that's – so we – Gene, so the the emphasis, we have to have our friends, neighbors, everyone – Vote no on the other side of the voting ballot, correct? Yes, and uh, it certainly uh, would be a tremendous waste of millions and millions of dollars to have the convention where that Mm. money could be put to much more useful service and dedication to make the lives of the citizens of this state Better. Well, you know, you infrastructure, know, bridges, yes. roads, schools, that's, that's what hospitals. Saying. He's yes. right. The peripheral uh, things that are, are concerned in this, correct, though, in this uh, constitutional convention. You know, you talk to people in civil service, and obviously, to people not in civil service, uh, I'm not concerned, but it does affect them. Like we're talking about it, 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 your way of life, quality of life, it affects in, in, in the state of New York as well. But Gene, what? What stupid politician would want to uh, vote yes when it's election year? Why would you know? Uh, I'm thinking of the people that wouldn't mind getting involved in this constitutional, like the Larry Lombardo said, for the 79 grand plus the publicity, the exposure, and you know things like that. But I think any politician running for office right now would would be foolish uh, to not to support this. Uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Jane Lowy? Yeah, well, except if that individual would look at it as a as an additional income, as one of our previous speakers pointed out. Yeah. That, that it, this isn't a freebie. This isn't like being on the local community uh, board in the precinct where you're volunteering your service free of charge right. and your opinions. This is a paid position. That that will will reward them monetarily, and uh, you know uh, maybe some of those aspiring politicians will look 
for an additional income to mm. become a, a convention delegate. You yeah. Know, yeah, but couldn't uh, they do this I, legislatively? You know, the, the old mm. adage that if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, it. fix it, Right. you know, should apply here. And I don't think the Constitution of this state is broke. Right. You know what I, you know what I don't see? You know what I, I see and what I don't see? I see that conservatives and union leaders are, are promoting the vote no. I don't see the Democrats or the Republicans getting involved in this. You know, I just see independents. I don't see, uh, I don't, well, I say, I only see conservatives. I don't even see independents, Republicans or Democrats really pushing this, Larry Lombardi. You, you know, you're into politics a little, a little bit, bit. But why a little bit? Why, why, why do you think, uh, Larry, why do you think that's it, uh, you know? I well, you know, the, 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 the sad part about our whole election system is that I, I, I don't know the exact figure, but I heard something in the area of, of 37% of the eligible voters in this country do not go, uh, only 30% go to the polls mm. to vote on election day. And, and it's such a, a privileged uh, honor to be able to vote mm. that, uh, it's not appreciated. And, and too many people have the attitude that, well, you know, my vote isn't going to make that much difference. So mm. I'm, I got other things to do. Right. You know? Right. But, but uh, that's why it's so important that we get the, our people to get out there and make sure they, their families, relatives, and friends do cast their vote on election date. That's right. You know, it's very important. It's a luxury that we don't realize we have. You know, it's sad when you're born in this country, you're so used to uh, our way of life that we take it for granted, you know. And, and then, but you know what happens? Then then the... What I say is some of these people, hey, don't complain about your politicians. If you don't go and vote, you know, yeah, don't complain because you get a lot of people uh, that com- complain. But looking at, at a positive from, from where I'm sitting, I think a politician, if he, if he doesn't promote voting no on this constitutional convention, I think it's going to hurt him or her on election day. Anybody want to? Yeah, but, what, a lot what's your of, but a lot of this could yeah. possibly be done legislatively. So right. every twenty years, I guess, when things right. aren't getting done, they put out the taxpayers, take the burden off themselves, and say, "Okay, That's what vote in the constitutional convention." Yeah, I'm already a, um, an assemblyman or right. a senator, but I'm also going to double dip and put in as a delegate. Right. But you should be doing in the legislation now. You know, you mentioned a moment ago, people say, "Well, look at the pension these guys are getting." Right. right? I mean, the moment. And, you know, there are exorbitant pensions, and I don't want to mention the counties, but they right. do make exorbitant uh, pensions. And people say, look at that. But they don't realize what you guys mentioned a moment ago. You strap a gun on and you go out in the street, right. you know. and Holidays, <clears throat> midnights. Correct. Uh, rain, snow. When there's always a problem, they don't call yeah. the ambulance right away. They call the cop. The cop's always the first one on the scene. Yep. And directing who has to come. <clears throat> Everything comes on decision making in a split second. You have to make that life or death. Uh, I always tell people that you could make a life in a second, within a split second, you're in a shooting you and you're just talking to a guy. Yeah. It, it just happens. This is the power. This is what we give a person at 21 years old, now right. 22. Right. And we also should compensate them in the future saying you dedicate your life to being a, a police officer, law enforcement, 
correction courts. Right. We have to give them because who's going to run into that dark alley? Remember the years ago, you wouldn't go into this dark alley for a million dollars, but he goes in for a lot less. That's right. That's right. And they do it. And then if they win that dark alley and get hurt, you expect them R- to take Richie, care. Richie said he loved the job so much he'd go in there for nothing. Okay, well <laughs> he did, did say that. I heard you say and that. And I did. <laughs> yes, but, but I will yeah. tell you this: Larry Lombardo is making a very good point. But when people come to me, they say, "Wow, look at the tension that this detective is making." Right. So mm-hmm. I said, "Well, you know, you're right." You could take the test also. Right. Why don't you become a cop? You could get the same pension. Right. I said, so don't blame him for getting his pension. Right. He earned it. Right. I said, you had the same right to take the test and do the same thing. Mm. Back then, it was, what, uh, 50000 60000 every four years taking the exam? Yeah. Now you can walk in and take the exam. So I made, made right. everything so easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy today to uh, the in civil service period. But again, you remember this convention, again, talking affects those on the job today. Yes. Retired yesterday, right. and those aren't coming on the next day. Right. It affects everybody who comes in now. Yes. You have a chance to make a difference. Turn the ballot over and vote no. Turn the if, ballot over, we got to say. If you don't vote, you're opening up that yes vote to go yeah. against you. We got, you know, we've got to keep saying this. When we haven't turned the ballot over, right, Jane, and vote no. We've got to get that out. To turn it over, vote no. We've got to get two things we got to say. Turn the ballot and vote no today and Yankees. <laughs> yeah, right. He's so, right. He's right. We're right. So, uh, uh, Jane, again, uh, uh, you know, because you, you, you're hanging out with politicians and you're into more than, you know, though I touch on a lot of my guests is that what's the pulse? Do you know the pulse of the politicians in regard to this? Uh, well, uh, some of the feedback that I got from, uh, from uh, various sources indicate that there also are a lot of uh, uh, politicians. There are uh, uh, senators, state senators. There are state assembly people. There are uh, civil service. Uh, there are city council people mm. that uh, are also depending on a civil service pension yes, to eventually help them. And uh, that that. Uh, indicates that uh, a substantial number of the legislators, uh, for for personal reasons, would want to vote no on the convention issue. And I, I'll give you a living example, because when uh, we were fighting for the COLA, a permanent COLA uh, in this state, and we were one of the few states that didn't have a COLA for our pension system, and Carl McCall was the controller of the state of New York and said to me that he is looking forward to his pension, Mm, and because Carl McCall had aspirations (laughs) to become the governor of the state of New York, he helped us with the New York State Alliance of Retired Public Employees. Uh to move forward and draft the permanent COLA bill and get it through both the Assembly and the Senate and passed and into effect because because Carl McCall himself said to me personally he was going to, at some point, be able to enjoy a pension. Mm-hmm. Very good. I have, uh, I have the uh, state controller... 
uh, coming on. I, I don't think he's up for election, Tom DiNapoli, but he comes on faithfully every year. I want to, you know, hit him with that question too. Very good. Because he, he's been coming on my show for every once a year, Tom DiNapoli from, from uh, being assemblyman out oh, here. Yeah. yeah, in Long Island now, state uh, controller. But, so, uh, so, no, that's good. So if, maybe for self-interest, they'll, they'll be in our corner. Uh, I guess guys, right? They'll be, should be, right? I, I would think so. Yeah. I agree. Uh, one thing I gotta tell you, I, and I simplified this. I always ask my neighbors, don't forget to vote no for the convention. Right. I said to my wife, uh, Lee, and my daughter Allison, I said, listen, whatever you do, turn the ballot over, yes. vote no, then vote. Okay. Now so. this is another, another big question. To us, it's not a big question. Uh, Jane and Larry and Richie jump in, you know, let's let the public know what is the convent, con, con, constitutional, oh God, constitutional convention. What is it? Who wants to articulate that? Jane? Well, what do you mean, what is Well, people say to me, Lou, what it, is the, it, what is the, con, it, what does that mean, constitutional convention? I know, I know, I know what it is, but I'm saying, well, how about you, you guys explain to the audience what that is? You know, people say, "What is that? Was that a group of people that get together every year up in the Alps or in the, they don't get up in the mountains?" Every year, they have the every opportunity. 20, yeah, every, every twenty, 20 years. years to decide whether they want to get together. Correct. Uh, uh, the, the way the law is set up, that it calls for a vote every twenty years Correct. as to whether or not it should be uh, initiated. When was the last one? When did? When was the last? What, 17? 1967. 1967, there was a, I thought so, 196 was a, and so which means, was that on the ballot? Uh, I you know? was seven years old. I couldn't answer. Oh, that's that right. One. But I figure you're a historian. Well, I wasn't around when Abe Lincoln was. I know he was our president. But anyway, well, then some people say I was around. But anyway, so uh, Gene, 1967. How did that happen? Would we have a, you know, Larry just brought up a good point. Well, uh, I I don't know uh, why it was uh, it was it was voted in favor of having mm. the convention. There might have been some issues in, in the Constitution at that time uh, that that really needed to be changed mm. because the records indicate that uh, of all uh, all the uh, convention achievements where there was a convention, there were only six instances where the convention was able to make changes in the state constitution. I don't know specifically what the issues, those six issues were, but out of, out of the, the uh, 200 amendments mm. that, that were proposed to the constitution, six were changed at, uh, uh-huh. during that lengthy period. Wow, I, well, both of us, uh, Larry said he wasn't born. Richie was, what? <laughs> wasn't thinking. Wasn't, wasn't thinking. <laughs> but I'd like to know, uh, yes. who goes to this convention? Who are the people that vote at the convention? Elected delegates. Uh, which delegates? Um, according to what I had Research. read before, is right. there are 204 delegates, three f- each of the Senate's 63 districts plus 15 statewide. Mm. So right now, I think the state is more Democrat than Republican, right. so that could be effective because you're going to go in your area and run as a delegate. Right. Chances are probably one of the politicians right. are going to run. Uh, you, I think it's a bad idea. When because you say run, they're not picked? 
They, no, no, they voted on. They voted they on. They voted so on. So that's that's an election that we have to go. As I said, back in 2000. Back, so we have to go, and all of us, and, and, and elect a delegate for the Constitutional Convention. In 2018, there's a vote which delegates to send. Wow, what a waste. And then which would begin in 2000, April 2019, and then they would vote one more time when they come out with their changes. They might just vote to leave everything alone. Right. I have to be honest. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. If you open up uh, Pandora's box. Right. Expect the unexpected. Right. Again, like I said earlier, there were some things, um, uh, the right yeah. to free public education, right. reduction of pension, uh, right of workers' compensation, which, well, again, we talked about the parachute. Yeah. If I'm out there in the subway station, I get pushed off the platform onto the tracks and I injure my leg or I'm Correct. finding it hurt or you're in a, a cop or correction right. or courts, right. you need to know you have workers' comp protection. Right. You take away that plus the pension. You're not going to get anybody. Who's going to, who's going to, who are they going to, it's going to be the Wild West. Who are they going to employ? Exactly. Yes. But again, you know, going back 20 or 40 years, it seems like a big issue with Gene today. Whether I, you know, again, I just can't put the finger on it. Is it, I, I, you know, Larry, again, you know, I know you 40 years ago or 20 years ago, you were on a job. 27, no. I was, just off, job. I was just off 20 years ago. Yeah, so uh, so uh, I don't know. I just want to figure why it's such a tremendous issue now. You know? Well, I, I think a lot has to do with uh, private industry because, oh. as you can see, if you follow the business news and you're involved with, uh, with the stock market or whatever, more and more... Uh, concerns, whether they're publicly owned or privately owned, are doing away with their pensions right. and uh, and uh, offering their employees 401ks and 457s mm. and matching stock uh, uh, purchases, uh, share for share, whatever, because the the uh, business world is looking to get away from the responsibility of, of uh, funding a hmm. pension. You know, so that seems to be the, the uh, business world's attitude, more or less, and uh, probably right. has some effect on the, the endeavor uh, to affect the, the civil service status uh-huh. of guarantee. Uh-huh. Well, Again, we have to get this out to all the groups, 1013, transit, mm. housing, everyone. But I have a solution. I think when I say Go you'll ahead. agree, I think Rich will agree. Rich, you're right. we got to get Timmy Motto on this. Without oh, a oh. doubt. Without oh, a my, doubt. Oh, my God. Okay. Timmy, Timmy Motto is our mouthpiece. Uh, th- but I yeah. wanted to know one thing. Do you think that having President Trump in office has any effect on this vote? Good question. Good do you think so, uh, Jane Lowy? Well, I, I, I think that, that President Trump has exhibited a wonderful concern for law enforcement and, and uh, uh, certainly uh, indicated his support of police throughout the, the country. And uh, mm. uh, I, I don't think he would uh, want to get involved in this type of an issue but but uh, he certainly is is pro police and uh you know I applaud him for it uh it's uh it, it's healthy to see it it's it's just so so unbelievable that uh police throughout this country all of a sudden have become the 
the brunt and the the, the target uh, for everyone. for criticism and ridicule when in fact uh, we all know that it's it's the the life and and protection that's most important that's afforded by law enforcement throughout the country sometimes at the risk of their own life happens it looks like it's almost every day in this country one twist and again right, ahead, if they pull let's say they take the pension guarantee and they would make reductions yes it affects us it also affects the police widows who are out there collecting on their oh, husbands yeah. who are killed in the line of yes, duty very good these right. men and women put their lives on the line whether it be venable or lazada scaringella zagowski mccormick any no, of them no, any, well, i'm just saying yeah. I'm, i could throw out names i'm yes, saying but correct correct their husbands gave the old or the Yes. Spouse get the ultimate sacrifice and turn around and say, hey, the now ben- we got to cut so, your pension or whatever. Uh, Jay, is that correct? The benefactor can lose the benefits as well? The benefactor of uh, people dying the line, use cops as an example, line of duty? You know? The benefactor, whether it be the mother or the wife, spouse, Jane? Yes. Well, listen, there's a lot on the table with okay. them, whatever. And but it would, yes. Uh, it, it's worth all, all our effort to protect the sanctity of of this uh, benefit oh, that, oh. that we so dearly earned. Right. James, we dearly earned you to be our guest on the show this evening. I want to thank you, the chairman of uh, 1013, and for really articulating and explaining to us, you know, what this Constitutional Convention is. Jane Lowy, thank you for being my guest. Larry Lombardo, of course, and Richie Austin. Hang on, Richie's going to be here. It's going to be Jewish hour. Oh, oh my with, God. So with Pastor, with Pastor Porter. Porter. Yes. Listen, Lou Tolano, vote no on the back of the ballot and November go Yankees. 7th. November 7th. November 7th, election day, of course, and go Yankees and vote no on election day and back of the ballot. Lou Tolano, and I'll catch you later. I may hang in there a little bit. been listening to Streetwise on the station that serves your community, WGBB AM 1240 and W240DF-FM 95.9. The views expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.